The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with two, two talents came forward also, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the one talent from him, and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave... Throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Eric Little had been given a gift. He could run fast. His nickname was the Flying Scotsman. He was the gold medalist in the 400-meter race in the 1924 Olympics in Paris. Though he's perhaps most famous for a race he didn't run, his best race, the 100-meter race, because the qualifying heats for that race were held on a Sunday. 
The story of his athletic career and his religious convictions has been made famous in the 1981 Oscar-winning movie, Chariots of Fire. I watched it just this past week uh, after many years of ha not having seen it. It's wonderful. See the movie. Eric was a child of missionaries in China. He was born there and he would later return there as a missionary. In the movie, Eric's sister struggles to comprehend what Eric is doing with his life. Their missionary work was so important to their family that she could not understand why he focused so much on running, on mere sport, when there was so much work to do with the mission. Eric explains to his sister that he believes that God made him for a purpose, for China, but that God had also made him fast. He says, when I run, I feel his pleasure. To give it up would be to hold him in contempt. You were right. It's not just fun. To win is to honor him. Eric Little knew that he had been entrusted with a talent from God. To run would be to honor God. To not run would be irresponsible. A waste of his potential. A missed opportunity to give glory to God who had given him this great gift. In Jesus' parable that we heard just moments ago, two of the servants had been given great gifts and they made use of them, each according to his ability. The third servant, however, also given a great gift, refused, literally buried the gift into the ground. What are you doing? with the treasure that has been entrusted to you. For God has entrusted you with a great gift. And he intends for those gifts to be used, for those talents to be developed, abilities sharpened. Can you run? Run for the Lord. If you can write, Tell that story. Tell your story. Give glory to the Lord through bringing witness to the events that God has done in your life. Can you play music? Take a cue from Bach and make music to the Lord. Are you a good listener? Call your neighbors on the phone. Check in with them. Let them know that they are not alone. Let them know that God loves them, and so do you. Your life, every moment of it, is a gift from God. Your time, your money, your abilities have been entrusted to you from God for you to use. Your very body belongs to God and is given to you that you may use it in service to your neighbor and to the glory of his name.
As St. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. That price by which you were bought was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for you, for the forgiveness of your sins, for all those times that you squandered the gift that he had given to you. All of those times are forgiven because of the grace shown to you in Jesus Christ. What a great gift. Luther reminds us in the small catechism, he has done all this in order that you might belong to him live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in eternal righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Moreover, God gives us everything that we need for daily life, not because we've in any way earned it, but because God is good, and he loves us. Faith takes hold of this promise that God is good, and believes that it is true for me. And faith is put into action when we live as if God were good, because indeed he is. The first and second of the servants in Jesus' parable were invited to enter into the joy of their master, but the reality is that those two servants had already been living in the joy of their master as they put to use the gifts that had been entrusted to them. They knew that their master was a good man and that he had given them a purpose. To steward the gifts entrusted to them was no drudgery, but a delight to them. Contrast that with the third servant in Jesus' parable who lived in fear of his master. Indeed, not only did he live in fear, he sat in judgment over his master. His distrust of his Lord gave him a distaste for doing what he considered to be his master's dirty work. He would have no part of it. And so it was that he had no part of the joy of the master's kingdom when the master returned. Brothers and sisters, how we view God makes a difference in how we live our life. Take, for example, Martin Luther. Prior to the Reformation, Luther viewed God as a wrathful, vengeful God who demanded righteousness from sinners and then turned around and punished those very same sinners for not living righteously. Luther had tried to follow all the rules, to live as a saint, to deny himself. However, his conscience was never at rest, for he knew himself to be a sinner. Looking back on it, he wrote, 
I was myself driven to the very abyss of despair so that I wished that I had never been created. Love God? I hated him. But all that changed after Luther's heart was opened by the Holy Spirit to hear and receive the words of the gospel as presented through the writings of St. Paul. How God in Christ Jesus had clothed us in God's own righteousness through the gift of Jesus' death on the cross and by the gift of faith in Christ, God declared us to be righteous. Luther came to see God in a whole new light, the light of faith. He writes, If you have a true faith that Christ is your Savior, then at once you have a gracious God, for faith leads you in and opens up God's heart and will, that you should see pure grace and overflowing love. This is to behold God in faith that you should look upon his fatherly, friendly heart, in which there is no anger nor ungraciousness. He who sees God as angry does not see him rightly, but looks only on a curtain as if a dark cloud had been drawn across his face. Through the eyes of faith, Luther saw that God is good. The result? Luther was unleashed. He used his intellect, his wit, his musical ability to spread the good news. His service to the Lord was no longer a drudgery, but delight. Dear friends in Christ, you have tasted and have seen that the Lord is good. You have been set free by the precious blood of Christ. God has made you his own in holy baptism and he has given you great gifts for service in his kingdom. And you don't have to wait until the master's return to enter into the joy of the master. You can live in his joy today as you serve your neighbor and give glory to God. And you can live in hope for that day when he does return. And he says to you, well done. In the name of Jesus, amen.